for The Watch is a Game of Thrones podcast that contains spoilers and language that people in King's Landing use. Welcome to For The Watch podcast. I'm Amy, and I'm editor-in-chief of Rhyme and Reason. With me are... Joshua! Casey! Jeff! Uh, this is episode 5 of season 6 of Game of Thrones, and it's titled The Door. Hold it! <laughs> you can find past yep. episodes on ForTheWatchPodcast.com. And this actual this this episode was actually leaked early as a technical issue with HBO Nordic, which is uh, HBO Nordic. Yeah, something happened, and someone confirmed it with Variety that they leaked it accidentally. Whoops. So this was actually available for people to see way before the the show started. Um, so we start off at Castle Black. Tansa gets some news, and Littlefinger wants to meet with her. Now, when I saw that, like, I was, scroll thing... I was wrong. It wasn't the Flight Man. It yeah. was a different thing. Was I it a little finger? The, I don't know what the fuck his banner was. Does anybody else know? It's I thought finger. it was Robin's. Yeah, I thought it was Bird's too. Oh. Uh, I mean, it's a shitty wax seal. It was difficult to see, wasn't it? I yeah. Shit. Yeah. I feel like every time I watch the show, it's darker and darker. Yep. Yeah, it was definitely dark. So we turn off all the lights when we watch it, because otherwise we can't see what's happening. So she gets some news. She goes up and talks to Littlefinger about how terrible he is for forcing her to marry um, Ramsay Bolton. Um, she totally changed her demeanor and is, like, taking charge, especially with Brienne behind her. So uh, it looks like Sansa basically um, is not afraid of Littlefinger anymore. Uh, he, like, kind of seems like he's apologetic for what he did to her. Well, he's trying to make sure all of his plans go according to them. But now yeah. everybody's kind of knows that he's double-crossed them a couple times. Except for maybe Robin Aaron. I mean, everyone kind of knows the ex's little finger. Yeah. And Sans is learning. Yeah. So she starts off by saying, like, you freed me from the monsters who murdered my family and then you, like, sold me to more monsters that murdered my family and he's just like, yeah, I'm sorry about that. And... Then he goes around and says, like, the, the Blackfish, you may not want my help, but the Blackfish, your uncle, has an army near River Run, and you could totally use that. And she was like, she doesn't want to use it really. She doesn't want to have use the information that he gives her and say that it's from him. Um, but he, he makes a point of saying that it's her, right now she has um, full use of her brother's army. Um, but it's kind of reminding us that the Tullys don't like Ned Stark. I mean... <sighs> They don't like Ned Stark messing around and creating Jon Snow. Mm-hmm. So they don't like Jon Snow, and they're probably not going to rally towards a goal with that if Jon Snow's a part of it. But we don't really know that for certain. Um, so that's one of the things that I uh, kind of picked up on. What did you guys think of that scene? It was, I, I mean, it was just typical Littlefinger, in, in my opinion. He was just trying to plot and, I don't know, get Sansa back in the in the picture with him again um I think she sort of exceeded his expectations with with the whole escaping Ramsay thing um because everybody knows that Ramsay is is crazy and violent and everything so I don't know I I didn't think too much about it (laughs) how you got there really quickly yeah I think they're trying to insinuate that a few days have passed because of him, but the rest of the show doesn't feel like that. Um, then we head over to Bravos. Yeah, cut to uh, Arya and the unnamed Waif. 
the wafer Ugh. thin, um, fighting Ugh. with sticks, going clack, 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 ooh, ah, ooh, pump, thud. And that is the scene, essentially. And then the wafer's like, you're not ready, um, which will become a theme in this episode, slash season of people being told they're not ready. Uh, but then, uh, Jacken Hagar, uh, comes out and is like, a girl is not ready, but a man will give her a job anyway because he just likes to see shit happen for shits and giggles. So Arya accepts this mission to go kill a bitch. Um, but they, they brought up that uh, there hasn't been a faceless person that has come from like a noble family before because uh, usually they're servants and people of like the lower class that like work their way up to serve the faceless god. Um, so when she, when Arya goes to the, uh, to go do her job, she is, there's, it's the... They go to a play. They go to a play. Yes. Is that later, though? Yeah, I mean, it's after she talks to Jack in her car, who's like, you have to go kill this girl, this woman. Yeah, so she watches this play in full, which is basically the history of Westeros as was seasons one to, through, um... Five, I guess, because we're on six. Yeah. Yeah. And so I guess some of it might be news to Arya, but then again, she's probably heard some things listening around the docks. Uh, but to see it put right in front of her face again, uh, you know, it kind of struck a nerve with her, and she kind of shows that she's still Arya Stark. She's still affected by things that would affect Arya Stark. And she goes on, uh, after the play, uh, they cut straight to a big honking dick and balls. Right in your face. Warts and all. Warts and all. Granted, I didn't see any warts because they spent maybe a second on that, but it's still quite a jarring scene change. Um, so one of the actors was like, oh, there's a wart on it, man. But uh, it was honestly just to get some dick in the season so far, I think, because there was no reason for that to be in the shot at all. Just for shits and giggles. Well, I feel like they've been listening to people complain about the fact that there's always... Female nudity, but not as much male nudity. Well, they had been doing it in the previous season with the male prostitutes and, um, yes. what's his name? The Viper. Uh, so there was yeah. a bit more male, male nudity in there. And also Alfie Allen. Oh, yeah. Hey, block that out, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so Arya listens to the actress that she's supposed to kill, and she plans to poison the lady's rum because she's the only one that drinks the rum. And wait, wait, that lady is actually um, Essie Davis from Baba Duke. Oh yeah, that's and right. And she was also in um, Friday Fisher's Murder Mysteries, and the original um, version of like that one show that I watched, uh, the one about the kid being slapped. The slap. Yeah, the slap. The Australian version <laughs> of that show, which is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the uh, guy who talks, he's like, there are no bad lines. He's actually from, he's like a, a really good actor, Richard E. Grant, uh, and he was actually in Girls as Jess's drug rehab friend, so we've seen him before on HBO. I think, wait, drug rehab, I think he was the one that uh, tried to give like Game of Thrones spoilers to people before the show started, and he was complaining about how people are so butthurt about spoilers all the time. I think it was him. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. It was just an asshole, basically. Just him being himself. Anyway. So Arya uh, 
said she's gonna poison the room, but then questions why she's gonna kill this lady because she's perfectly nice as far as she can tell. So, Fitz's man's like, "Well, do only bad people die? No, we the, the contract's been paid, so y'all gonna do it, or we're gonna do you, as in do, as in kill, and not do, not do, kill." So we go really far back in the past this time. Um, Bran and Three-Eyed Raven are um, back with the first men and the children of the forest back when they still were in their heyday. Um, it was it was really pretty to switch scenes into this. Um, yeah. And kind of nice that they actually used a weirwood tree to show, like, that that should be the only way that Bran is able to travel through time. Because um, that was... Unless they're getting away from that, like, there's not really always a tree nearby, and that was the only way he could do it in the books. Um, I think they're sort of just ignoring that and letting it go. Yeah. But anyway, so the children of the forest are are trying to get protection from the first men, and they create the White Walkers um, by taking one of the first men and stabbing him in the chest with a big old piece of obsidian. Um, which sort of ties a lot together um, to, you know, why Obsidian can kill White Walkers. Um, mm-hmm. But does it? I think it's a fail-safe. Yeah. But if it, like, kills... So if it created the first one, why would it kill them, too? It's all-powerful. Yeah, it's just okay. magic. Right. Yeah, I don't right. know. It makes them It makes them explode and they go away, so... Um, and, and clearly Bran is not happy with the view that he just got and, and like, you know, basically like, why would you do that? Now the white walkers try to kill everybody. So that plan backfired for the children of the forest too. Is this more political commentary? What do you mean by that? Like, um, you know how, uh, today's enemies can be tomorrow's allies. And like Ah. in Afghanistan, we gave, you know, uh, rebels weapons and then eventually they turn them against us I don't know the exact name or people of what I'm quoting but I know it's a thing I'm not from this place in history so I don't know <laughs> I mean, that Clinton sense. administration um, <laughs> George R. R. Martin likes to show that history repeats itself in general so I don't know if that maybe if it is the social commentary that could be sort of speaking to that but you could you could uh, pull up the point that they also use suicide bombings to fight off the um, like the children of the forest. That one in the last like, mm-hmm. scene, she goes, Boo-hoo! you know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, maybe. Well, is that like their culpability though? Like they feel so bad that they've created this thing that they fight to the death and like sacrifice their own lives to. Are they to only feeling sorry because they're women and they have to apologize all the time? How do you know, know they're not men? That could just be the way they look. Are you stereotyping? Are you genderifying them? Oh, snap. They're so children of the right forest, around. not girls of the forest. Well, I mean, the Game of Thrones has an awful lot of issues with women, so who knows what they are. I feel like they wouldn't actually allow them. Talking if they shit. really were women, I don't know if they would be allowed to be powerful without being raped. So, there's that. <laughs> True that. All right, fine. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. <laughs> Well, that's not all, Jeff, because now we move on to the Iron Islands. Dun-dun-dun! Where a powerful woman is. Yes, we can't wait to go there. They're the most exciting islands in all of Westeros. (laughs) 
Um, and it's Queen's Moot time, don't you know? Hashtag yeah. Queen's Moot. So it's like student council, right? They're calling elections of the next Iron King. Um, and Asha, who's not Asha, but is Yara. Yara. Yeah. Yara. Um, is like, I'm going to be the president and y'all are going to vote for me. Um, but actually she's going to be the, the king slash queen. Um, and then they're like, well, fuck that. No, because the male heir is still alive and he's clearly going to be the king. And so Theon's like, oh. <laughs> and then he like stands up and he's like, wait, no, no. Like y'all should actually vote for Yara because she's the shit um, and isn't afraid of anything. And then all of a sudden the evil uncle Urine? Urine. Yeah. <laughs> urine. <laughs> urine. Yeah. Urine, Greyjoy, comes onto the scene and he's all like, oh, hey, guys, I'm here to be King's Mooted too. I killed my brother, who was a rat bastard. I should have done it earlier because he was holding us back and, like, letting shit happen to us and, like, letting us not realize our potential and I'm going to bring us back to greatness. He's basically Donald Trump. Yep. Um... Which is god. interesting. Oh my god, Yara is such a Hillary. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's true, right? Maybe? No? Yeah, um, if you think Theon is um, Bernie. He could No. <laughs> She's not feeling the, the Theon. Um, <laughs> I don't know. So, so yeah, so, like, then they they elect him, right? Like, they're all... Well, they, do they show the actual election process as much as he then gets drowned? Well, which is kind of... the, uh, they baptized him. Um, yes. Uh, no, the, they drowned his ass. They, like, no, that's the him. baptism. Well, yes. You, they, you dr- get drowned, and if you uh, come back to life, then you deserve to be alive. When what is, is dead, may, may never die. Yeah. Yeah. Salt and all of that shit. Salt and in their then, wounds. Exactly. <laughs> Salt in their wounds and water in their lungs. <laughs> Um, so then Theon and Yara are like, fuck that. We're going to get out of here, y'all. Um, but I guess I missed the point where he said that he was going to build up a fleet to partner with Daenerys and take over the kingdom. No? Yeah. that happens, um, like right before or right after he's like, oh, I will, I would kill him again too. And blah, blah. But there's like a lot of cock talk too, if I recall, like he grabs himself a lot. There was a lot of dick in this episode. Yep. Yeah. Like, He's hmm. he's gonna take his um his fleet and go and like join Daenerys. Which is stupid because he's stupid and now well, he doesn't stupid, have a fleet. And also he tells all of the people in the Iron Islands to go and make the boats, but then like are there trees? What there? trees? What yeah. trees? It was like a Easter Island situation, in my thinking. Like yeah. they're gonna be overrun with rats and then eat each other. Uh Casey, didn't uh Euron in the book have a magical horn that was supposed to control dragons? What? Oh, right. I forgot about that. I bet he's going to pull that out later. I, that might be a spoiler. Yeah. Because okay. he was trading all down in Slaver's Bay. They, they really like don't talk about that in the show very much at Wait, all. Like, so that, that he does have history in Slaver's Bay, and he's traveled down that way. And like so it's not out of the question that he would go to Daenerys. And, and it's you know that's why he knows so much about her and uh, that makes way more all sense. that stuff. But, but they just totally leave all that out. Like, I think if they do say anything, they say it for, like, a split second. So if you really weren't paying attention, which is easy to do when you're on hike, then... <laughs> Wet Dorn, as they call it, some places. Wet Dorn. So my, I did hear a theory that um, Euron 
burned the fleet and marine, and that's why he thinks he could, he can be useful to Daenerys because obviously he has this big fleet. But uh. I mean, his fleet just just sailed away, so it's gonna be a little while for him to actually do anything. Yeah, I mean that's an interesting possibility that it was him and not uh, the Sons of the Harpies. And when, the and timing seems right. Right, and then the Sons of the, or at least the Masters of Yunkai and whatever, the, those good masters, they said they don't have anything to do with the Sons of the Harpy. But mm-hmm. the peace was brokered after the burning of the fleets. Yeah. True. It's very suspicious. I mean, yeah. I think it goes back to Joshua's point earlier about, like, what is the timeline that we're operating on here? Yeah. Um, who fucking knows? Weeks, yeah. days, hours, who knows? Yeah. who knows? Years? Like, decades? Because of time travel? True. <laughs> um, so then we go over to Vice Dothrak. Vice Dothrak. Um, and you have Daenerys and Dario and Jorah just, like, hanging out on the top of a hill. Being buds. Yeah, and she's like... Talk, they're just talking about sad things like uh, I've sent you away a couple times. You keep coming back. You're back a bad rasher. Just expositioning. Yeah, like there was so much exposition in this episode, so much talk and not enough sex position in my opinion. Yeah. Oh my god. So, um, <laughs> she orders him to find a cure because he has nothing else to do with his life at this point, and I mean, why not try to do so- that? But to explore that a little bit, is that, like, sending him off to his death, like, with dignity? Yes. Basically. Right? Like, it was, like, casting him, it was like, alright, like, go and go and be noble and find that cure for yourself, but, like, also go and die away from me. Yeah. That's why she was crying and she didn't want to touch him. But yeah. again, I'm pretty sure that the, um, the Targaryens are immune to disease. So I don't think this should be a problem. Hmm. But I could be wrong. It might it might live on her and then be passed to but Dario and then he sleeps Google. with everybody else. Okay, Google. Are the Targaryens immune to disease? Wow, I actually picked up Targaryens. Uh, okay. Google is very good at uh, correcting my spelling. Targaryens are actually not immune to disease or sickness. At least a few people in history with direct Targaryen ancestry have uh, gotten sick and grain scale. If you believe in its orig- origin story was created specifically to infect Valerians. Ooh. Oh. Chem- or biological warfare. Thanks, Google. Yeah, thanks, Google. Uh, this week's sponsored by Google. <laughs> no, like sponsored by teamgoogle.com. Uh, the, the next scene cuts to the Dothraki people on their horses heading towards somewhere. I assume Marine, but maybe I wasn't paying enough attention when they were talking about it. I, I didn't yeah, really I say. So I'm just assuming they're going to, to Marine. Who knows how they're going to do that, but... Um, then you see those huge horse statues, and, like, I still have a... I'm still confused as to how those are actually put up. Yeah, how they managed to stay erect. Um, <laughs> and how, who paid for them? How did they get there? Were they made on site, or were they brought there? I have no idea. I have so many questions. I feel like they should have been <laughs> rocks, because there's so much rock around there, not, like, whatever. But they seemed, like, patina bronze or like it I, mean, yeah. I didn't but then like they're nomads so like why the fuck would they have whittled i don't know shit was weird i agree i had the same thought process like wow those are really big that doesn't make any goddamn sense yeah and yeah. like the vase dothrak is in the middle of the dothraki lands so it's not by any other place that could have like possibly given them the uh ore to make out of and if they're iron. all, like, super selfish people that do, like, whatever they want and, 
like, would they have the discipline to, I don't know, like, bring about that kind of monument? No. no. Like, they don't give a shit about that stuff. They just want their horses, and they only yeah. visit Viz Dothrak to say hi to the old people. Yeah, I was really confused by that. So, shame on the art direction. <laughs> um, so, going back to Marine, um... Tyrion is talking, and then they go talk to that priestess. Oh, yeah. Um, Who has the same funny accent. So I was like, oh, you're Dutch, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, Varys believes that uh, they're doing pretty good, but Tyrion thinks they can do better, so Tyrion brings in a red priest to kind of help spread the word uh, of Daenerys as, like, the bringer of light among the people because they need to earn, like, the people's trust and faith again uh, because of all this, like, political change that's going on right now. Um... So, uh, the Red Priestess, who looks like another Melisandre, but we don't know uh, this new woman's name yet, um, is just like, yeah, sure, I'll help. Uh, and then Varys is like, oh, well, I don't believe in your shit, so how do I know you're for real, yo? And she's like, well, Playa, let me just say that when you got snip-snipped as a young kiddo, uh... Those voices that you heard the sorcerer throw your junk into, that shit was real, y'all. And then Varys is like, damn, son. Yeah, that was super uncomfortable. Yeah. She read him. But I really feel like this whole season is just recapping stuff that we already know. <laughs> and if we don't know it, then just put it in the um, previously on. Because that just spoils the rest of it and reminds us of shit that you've already talked about. So why aren't you just doing that? You're wasting our fucking time with your shitty writing. All right, I'm done. <laughs> I still don't think you like this show. <laughs> you may have used to like this show. <laughs> so, speaking of time traveling, sorry, that was a stretch. Um, we go back to Beyond the Wall with Bran and his friends. And he's awake, probably because he's, you know can't walk so he doesn't exactly get a lot of energy out during the day he <laughs> decides to go back in time by himself which is dumb like a rebel um, team yeah like he grabs the tree and he goes all like blah, 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 white-eyed and the three-eyed raven doesn't go with him because he's by himself he turns around and sees like all these zombie people like like they do they not look like that usually was that was that something new or was i just not paying attention i thought they were usually like skeletal and they were they mostly vary. the ones that he was looking at were mostly very human with chunks out of them well during the me. last uh, season episode nine when they had that big fight it seemed like when they were it, it just matters when they get turned so when they get turned into like a white walker-ish person mm -hmm. that's what they stay oh, as okay. so if you're like yeah. closer to death yeah, so sense. if they are around long enough, they eventually turn into skeletons, which look a way cooler, because the skeletons look awesome on the show. Yeah. Yes. Oh my god, you like something about it. <laughs> but just wait, I'm gonna shit on it in a second. <laughs> I can't wait. So, uh, Bran just starts walking through the zombies, um, because Bran makes bad life choices, and he gets to, like, the king of the White Walkers, um, oh, the Night King, I forgot he does have a name, and 
the the Night King reaches out and touches him, which you know is going to be bad. And, you know, Bran finally, like, just wakes up and he's just like, oh, and everybody else is awake. And the Three-Eyed Raven is like, you done fucked up. You're going to be on your own because the White Walkers are going to come here and everybody's going to die. And then he's like, no, they, they can't get through. They can't get in here. And he's like, and the Three-Eyed Raven's like, can now because you let him touch you and look at your arm and there's a big old blue splooge on his arm from where the guy touched him old men touching young boys it's always a bad thing exactly never good i was very frustrated i'm i'm frustrated with bran i like that i have all of his scenes to talk about because (laughs) i'm very upset with him very upset see how i feel I guess the question for this episode is, why is Bran the worst? Okay, uh, so hear me out. Um, they kind of pulled a reverse uh, Zelda 64 here. Oh, really? So let me just explain. In Legend of Zelda 64 Ocarina of Time, uh, there's a little bit of time travel. So as an adult, you learn a song from this guy who then you go back in time and teach it to him, and that makes him really mad. So it's this closed loop, but it hadn't started yet until you learned it from him, went back in time, and then started the cycle. It's really weird like that. So the uh, the Night King is the old man. How did he know that Bran was going to be there when he war- uh, warged? How the fuck did he know that? Because he has to have known that beforehand in order to get touch Bran I mean, to go back nothing- and find him. And, like, that started this weird, fucked-up, closed loop. Maybe that's why everything this season has had perfect timing. <laughs> it's all Bran's fault. Well, that's another thing. Huge closed loop. I, I watched a um, uh, a thing by the Nerdist about how they said Bran is the worst and, like, fucked up all of Westeros and all everything. Uh, because, similar to Hodor, um, the Mad King would repeat, burn them all, burn them all, burn them all, uh, before he died, which... His name is Burnmall. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, like, maybe there's another, uh, thing that Bran does in time that starts the whole fucking process. Or oh, maybe... No. I, I read something similar to that, but they were talking about how it was, um, um, Brandon Stark, like, the old one, like, um, yeah. um Ned's... Because they, they always talk about how the Stark kids can all warg, basically, in the books, anyway. Yeah. So, except for the girl. I mean, no one being in the show? What? Not really. Yeah. Right? Like, is that something that's going to happen? Well, John was supposed to, but then he lost his wolf. But anyway, the time travel's a whole fucked up thing. It's not, it doesn't make any sense if you really look at it. Um, Wait, is his wolf not alive anymore? Or, uh, ghost? ghost? Oh, is Ghost still alive? You just don't ghost see him anymore. Ghost is the only one that's alive. We saw it at the beginning of the season. Oh, right, ghost. Not That's stop. right. Or Shaggy Dog. The, I shaggy we dog. don't know they're, about Shaggy Dog. Dire wolves. Anyway. Time travel's all fucked up. They don't know what they're doing. It's it's not a perfect system. There has to be some sort of... The Night King has to find a way to know where Bran is going to be when he works back in time. In order mm. for that to happen. So it's fucked up. Until we f- so they fix it later. Can't wait, Castle Black. So then we go back to Castle Black, and it's like, what? Sir Davos <laughs> is talking about how to figure out what to do next. Um, and he's like, they've got their map, 
and they've got rocks and they're moving the rocks around and that's fun. And then they're like, well, how the fuck do we get rid of Ramsey? And then Sansa is like, I'm going to talk about stuff. So she does. And she's like really hell bent on taking back um, Winterfell, obviously. Right. And then drops that she's got this information um, that her uncle has an army, um, but doesn't say that she got the information from Littlefinger. And then we're all like, <gasps> watching because we want her to do the right thing. And then she doesn't. Um, and so like Brienne gives Sansa the, the side eye the entire time. Right. And yeah. then like they have their powwow after and they're like, well, Brienne, Brienne says something like, why the fuck did you do that? Like, why wouldn't you just tell the truth? Like you should have told John that you found out that information um, from someone who's probably not doing something to like your benefit. And then she's like, mm, right. She like, doesn't give any fuck. She doesn't say anything. I don't give a fuck. Um, well, right. Like, so, so it's like calling into question Sansa, like how much she actually trusts John or like, I mean, maybe she has learned she's been, I don't know, turned out by the game of Thrones. She's so in the she's game playing. now. Um, but then we're gifted with that fun image of Tormund, the wildling, um, giving Brienne the, the, the look of love, um, which people are shipping all over the fucking internet. Yeah, he smiles at her for the first time. And she's all about it, whether or not she wants to admit it. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so then they're going to go to convince all of the houses, because John's like, well, hey, even though we can't get these, we can get these other ones, and if we add them all up, they're equal to the... A number of the um, the other houses, which may or may not be um, loyal to another northerner. Um, so they talk a lot about that, like the difference between northerners and southerners, and Sir Davos doesn't really know, and blah, blah, blah. And then they peace out. And then there's this scene where they're like, do we close the gate? And the one guy is like, well, I'm not the Lord Commander, so fuck that. And then he's like, ha, 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 JK, JK, close the gate. <laughs> and they do. Yeah. <laughs> that enjoyed a good enough shot there. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. Uh, that was excellent. <laughs> my expression when it comes to people shipping Brienne and Tormund is the same as Brienne's face when Tormund smiles at when, her. When Tormund's shipping them. Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> really? I love how uncomfortable she is because he is such a creep. Yeah, yeah. Look at his face. He's just so crazy. Like, just, oh my God, I love it. I just love, I, I'm not shipping it because, you know, whatever, but... You ship oh, it. I so enjoy the uncomfortable moments. Yeah. I love that she doesn't like it. I think that's the best part of this non-ship. <laughs> Where's Pod? Podrick? That's a good... Yeah. Where did he go? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe he's, like, training some um, Castle Blackians. What right. are they called? Men of the Night's Watch. <laughs> I think I would remember that this freaking podcast is called for the watch. Uh, for the watch. For the watch. For the watch. <laughs> so then you go back to Beyond the Wall, which we can all talk about because there's a lot of things that happen in this. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. One thing I've learned: winter is coming. Finally. In the form of White Walkers and orcs. I don't know what their real names are. Zombies, orcs. They just look like. Things, you know, in Lord of the Rings, where, like, they're inside of that, um... Moria. Moria, the Mines of Moria. And the goblins. Yeah. They're just, like, crawling down all the poles and stuff, and then all of a sudden they hear, like, that thing. Anyway, 
that's what these guys look like. They like crawl like that, yeah, like I, super fast. I love the uh, the effects they used here when the 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 horde essentially the zerg were coming for them and they were like crawling on the fucking ceiling going full speed. It's insane. Yeah. So basically, the White Walkers and their friends are coming for dinner. Um, the children <laughs> of the forest lob some bombs at them, saying like, "You're not welcome here." And um, it's kind of funny how those things explode. Yeah. I thought. I it's mean, magic. Whatever. Magic. So magic can't keep them out. Not anymore. And fire does nothing to them. To to the big bads, at least. Yeah, they can just put it out with, like, walking pyet. Yeah, so. that's why the rest of them went up and they started digging down to come in. They're smart ones. They're definitely smart. Yeah, they're zerg. They're hive mind. Um, so then, yeah, Bran's just, like, stuck in his dreamlike state in the past, and they're being attacked. What is that girl's name again? Mira? Mira. Mira. Jon Snow's sister? No. What? <laughs> That's not a theory, what? is it? <laughs> what? <laughs> Jeff, what do you mean Spoiler by that? <laughs> okay. Um, so then she... Oh, right. No, that theory. What? Explain. Yeah, now. Please, what, Elaborate. What theory? The theory... So, the story goes that Jon Snow is not actually the bastard of Ned Stark and um, this mysterious woman, but rather his nephew, so Lyanna Stark and Regan mm-hmm. Targaryen? Rhaegar. 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 Well, whatever. It might as well be Regan. <laughs> um, and that they might have had twins... And that Jon Snow is one of the twins, and Mira is the other twin, because she's the same age, um, at least in the books. I don't know if in the show she's actually the same age as Jon. Um, but then they've been doing like side-by-side pictures of them throughout the seasons, and they look about the same age and same build and whatever else. And apparently in the books, she has features that are unlike other people, as does Jon. I don't know. But anyway, that's the idea. Um, so that the two of them are dragonborn. But doesn't she have a brother? She, well, she, that she was told, I guess. It might I don't think the, the cover were they up. actually siblings, though? Who knows? I don't know anymore. Or, like, travel companions. I think it was supposed they, to... They grew up together. I mean, they were at least raised as siblings. Yeah. So it could be, like, a Jon Snow situation where... Well, yeah, so they were saying that, like, that he was raised by a different family, obviously, and that she was also raised by a different family, and they didn't know that they were related, or that their, their parentage... So, I don't know. I think it's an interesting theory. I don't know if it's true. That's very interesting. It's the first I've heard of that one. Well, you're welcome. Gold star. Okay, so she wants him to warg into Hodor Hodor, to help them so that they can escape. And Bran is just, like, binge-watching his past. Yeah. And can't can't do anything. And then he, like, hears her saying, like, warg into Hodor, and then he does. And so they're, like, racing out, and that's when those orc goblin thingies are, like, following them really, really fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, the child of the forest uh, blows herself up. Yeah, like the suicide bomber she but, is. Okay. So he's, like, inceptioning, incepting himself. He's, like, stuck in the one realm working. Well, it Confusing, wasn't huh? It wasn't explained, it wasn't uh, shown very well in the show, uh, but when if you watch the, um, the after the thrones thing, after the credits and whatever... They say that, oh, the Three-Eyed Raven was, like, download or not downloading, uploading uh, all of his information into Bran, but that isn't really shown very well at all, so uh, Bran is going to, like, have all this knowledge later on, apparently, on how to 
be a warg and do three-eyed raven things. But he's, like, watching his friend die as he's controlling his mind slash body. So he's, like, crippling his future friend self, right? Yes. What are you saying? I don't know. I was just like, oh, this is, I mean, heartbreaking, obviously. But then also, like, I felt like I needed subtitles or something. Like, explain to me what's happening. Yeah, it, it wasn't uh, shown very well. Because how are we supposed to know that he was uploading stuff into Brand's head? Like, they really had to explain that at the very end. It's really stupid backwriting. So, they get out of the cave. Yep. Hodor has to, say with me now, hold, hold the, the door. door. <laughs> <laughs> Wait before that, Summer <laughs> sacrifices his life to save Bran. Yes. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, that so got I, to me. I have my friends. I have my friends over to watch this because they don't have internet yet. They just moved to a new place. And my one friend is, like, this huge dog lover. And, like, when we were little, she, like, wouldn't let me finish watching Children of the Corn because they killed the dog in, like, the first scene. (laughs) She almost left my apartment. Like, (laughs) Summer goes after them. And she was, after, she was, why did they do that? Why would they have done that? That was totally unnecessary. Summer had to know that that wasn't going to do anything. Why would they have told Summer to do that? Yeah, I anyway, agree with her. That was that was probably at least as heartbreaking, if not more heartbreaking, than Hodor. Because Summer, now what is Bran gonna do? Like, they don't. Did they show a whole lot? They did. They did. Because because Bran used to just work into Summer, and like that's how he got his kicks. That's how he ran around. That's how he did all the things. And he almost stayed in there too long because he was allowed to like move and eat and stuff there. And. And now what's he going to do? He's going to just work in Amira? That's weird. That's a weird relationship. Yeah. Right? Good point. Anyway, very upsetting. Mm-hmm. I'm very upset. More so about the summer. This podcast. Casey is upset. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so the uh, back in the past, Hodor is... Willis. Willis, and he's saying, hold the door, 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 hold the door. Yeah, pretty much having a seizure. Yeah. And everyone's all like, what you talking about, Willis? Yeah, I try to make that back uh... again. Try to make that work. Anyways, <laughs> uh, very sad at the end of that episode, but apparently they're going to survive. I I think that... <laughs> Which is not feasible at all. Those things are unstoppable killing machines. Once they get past Odor, they're just going to keep spreading out like ants until they find them. Question. If... Bran turned into another dog, say there was one mm-hmm. hanging around, and his body died, and he was still inside the dog, would he still be alive? And uh, could he turn into another human? I think technically, yes, he would uh, be alive for a while until eventually the dog's soul takes back control over its body. Mm. Because in the book... I think that's w- how it happens in the books. Yeah, there's a warg that dies, and his soul gets stuck in an eagle for a while, and then he... Dies as an eagle, eventually. On fire! Alright, so, what questions did we have about this episode? Why? <laughs> A little bit more Okay, um, that. why do they choose this particular spoiler? Because, again, in the After the Thrones thing, they say when they were talking to George Martin, as they just call him, uh, <laughs> it sounded like they just said George Mart. But anyway, uh, they said this is uh, one of the things that uh, when they first talked to him about, like, various things in the future of the storyline, 
that he explained the idea behind Hodor's name. Um, I, my question is like, do you think there are going to be more spoilers like this? Or are they going to be like small scale spoilers or big scale spoilers? Because this was relatively small. It's a dude's name. I hope they don't do more than that because everyone's it's gonna defeat the it's gonna defeat the purpose of reading the books. Well, at the same time, the books and the story are still completely in two different directions. Brienne is nowhere near the wall, nowhere near Sansa in the books. Mm. And Yara and Asha are different people. Yeah, but Yara well, does not exist. Whatever. Yeah, well, that was that was because they already had Osha, so. <laughs> They know how dumb people well, she's, are. She's dead now, so we don't care. <laughs> yeah, so do you think there are going to be bigger spoilers or smaller spoilers going ahead? I feel like it's going to get exciting. So hopefully, I don't know about spoilers. I just hope that there's more action. Because there have been so many episodes of like, ah, like, oh, it's over. And now I was like, yes. Something happened, even though it was upsetting. <laughs> That's true. I hope there are not huge spoilers because, like you said, I like I would like to read the rest of the books, <laughs> and if, you know I don't want to just know everything that's about to happen before I read it or like see it coming the whole time. Like that's super lame. Oh, and another question. Um, uh, this is a book question though. Do you think he would actually? Do you think George Martin would actually, uh, if that scene happened in the book like it did in the show? Do you think like? Bran would even know why Hodor's name would be that? Or, like, would it be one of those things, like, they talk around, but they don't actually explicitly talk about it? You know what I mean? Like, they talk around Jon Snow's parents, but they don't actually explicitly explicitly talk about it, or to anyone that actually matters? I don't know. I think, I think they probably would have done a little better job of explaining that, you know, like you said, the three-eyed raven was, like, uploading his knowledge, and... I think they would have done a better job sort of explaining the, you know, what was happening with the warging and the timing and the, you know, traveling and, and why he broke Hodor um, forever. <laughs> and so I, I think it would have been a little more clear in the books just because you can't actually see things that are happening in people's heads most of the time anyway. So <laughs> good question. Um yeah. One someone wrote this. When can we see the sparrow die? Who said that? <laughs> so I can't wait. Hopefully next episode. Yeah, probably next episode. <laughs> Please God, can we just hurry that the fuck along? Yeah, that one. Okay. And I'm actually kind of concerned about how Tyrion is um, accepting the Lord of the Light and the followers for that. That seems like an anti-Tyrion thing to do. Yeah, that seems like a, a high sparrow thing to do. Yeah, like He's let's like just all about diplomacy. In, like, a sort of naive way that doesn't seem right, like, seems out of character for him. Like, there's not his healthy dose of skepticism. Yeah. He's, like, very optimistic that it's going to work out. Yeah, he's very good when it comes to political diplomacy, but not so much when it comes to, like, religious diplomacy and dealing with fanatics. Because I don't think this is a bit out of his wheelhouse. And mm-hmm. Varys, uh, thankfully, uh, probed a little bit deeper than Tyrion did. Yeah, asked those imp- important questions. Does anybody have any predictions for. This uh, next episode? Uh, I predict that the High Sparrow will not die in the next episode. I don't think he's going to die in this season. Oh, <laughs> God. And Jeff's not going to be watching next episode. Well, you see, you guys, you see what I did I there? I said I he's dead. So dead. He's not going to... If I say he's not going to die, then he will die. Ah, oh, fuck, I ruined it. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. 
Um, I feel like I can just go back to my last week's prediction because now I think the Tyrells will stay in King's Landing after the Sparrows are overthrown to stab the Lannisters in the back and take power. Luckily, we wrote it down this week. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm not going to go into my conspiracy theory. I I think um, that there is a reason why Tyrion is, is sort of following the Red Lady and, and the Lord of Light and all that, and, and why he's sort of open to that. Um, and it's similar to why Cersei is, like, for sure believing in that witch's prediction. So I think there is a little bit to do with maybe how they're raised or whatever, that they're they're ready to believe in magical stuff. They've also seen a lot, but those are my predictions. How about you, Jeff? I predict that I don't know what's going to happen because I don't seem to be following it very well. I'm like, well, no, that was a surprise. I wasn't seeing Hodor's <laughs> death, obviously. That surprised me. Um, we didn't see him die, like though. I would like to see the Sparrow, obviously, be, be overthrown. I don't particularly... Oh, oh, oh. Uh, quick, small prediction. I predict that Hodor will come back as a white, as a white walker. Ooh. Oh no! Oh, that would be sad. That'd be realistic okay. for this yeah. show. Which would be, be a change. So George R. R. Martin. <laughs> exactly. But you know it's not going to happen because it's something it. he would actually do. Well, I mean, I guess would Bran have to kill him uh, again? <laughs> yeah. Oh, true. True. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> that happens. I'm no longer on this show. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. That's a solid prediction. I can go with that. I don't know. <laughs> All right, so I predict that uh, Theon and Yara are going to head towards Marine. Uh-huh. Uh, Danny's going to head towards Marine. There's going to be some weird, like, fanatical thing that happens in the last n- couple episodes because <laughs> you can't have all those people heading towards the same place and then include religion and not have some sort of clusterfuck. Um, and I think it's like going it. to actually make her delayed even more because she's the whole the whole show has been her just like slowly making steps and we watch her and we're just she gets has so many setbacks and then i don't know so i'm hoping that this won't be the case but this is what i think is going to happen they're going to postpone that again because how many seasons of the show do they have for this i think they're thinking eight total and they're on six so something's going to be delayed I don't think that Ramsay Bolton's going to die, even though I want the dragons to come and kill him. Hmm. Um, and I'm also sad that we haven't seen any dragons yet, but I guess it's only episode five, so, you know, there's still time. Yeah. Um, so those are my kind of prediction predictions. Um, where can we find you on the internet, Joshua? You can find me on Twitter at jpriceisright. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Craig, and then obviously on Ryan Marie. I'm on Instagram at kice24. Cool. And I'm on uh, Instagram at 80price and on Twitter at yoprice. You can find more of us on forthewatchpodcast.com. You can find older episodes there. Uh, We apologize for the delay in the last episode. Um, You know, technical difficulties and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Um, Thank you so much for uh, listening to us. Please recommend us to your friends. Leave us reviews. Go to facebook.com slash rhymeandreason and leave us some insight as to what you think is going to happen. For the watch. For the watch. (laughs) For the watch. All right, thanks, guys. Thank you.
This podcast is produced by RhymeAreason.com.